0: They're back on the Football Outside the Box podcast where we discuss the past, the present, and the future of football. Well, only one place to start this week's episode,
1: and that is at the Emirates, the league leaders, against the bottom place, Southampton, 3-3. What happened?
0: Boy... We shot ourselves in the foot. Yet again. Another, three matches in a row where we shot ourselves in, a, in the foot. But this time, it was different. It was, instead of taking the lead and surrendering the lead, we rather gave them the head start this time. Ramsdale gifting the boy Alcaraz yeah, the first
1: got, goal. You got tired of getting on two goal leads. So you yeah, decided. this time
0: we had to fight one back. <laughs> it's crazy, though. I don't know why this is happening. This is just... At parties playing just some horrendous football at the moment, some stuff that we have not seen from him at all this season. And it's happening at the worst time. The way we're playing right now, I don't see how we can even beat anyone at this point, much less City. And at this, where it stands now, we have to beat them at the Etihad in order to stand that chance.
1: Yeah, before it was a, a win would be a bonus, but now it's a must win. But... I mean, I have to ask: At what point does this come down to Arteta? Now it's second year in a row where it looks like Arsenal are going to bottle it.
0: The questions I'd have to ask about that is: What could he have done?
1: I mean, it's it's a, it's a worrying pattern, right? You you saw last season you faltered at the, at the almost at the finish line. this this time for that time for the Champions League, and this time okay, we're not there yet. We're not at the end yet. But again. We see Arsenal crumbling towards the finish line.
0: The thing is, I don't like this narrative of bottling or crumbling. I prefer to look on it in the bigger picture to say, yo, we shouldn't even be here at the moment. So that,
1: That's exactly what a fan of a team that's bottling it right now would say. It this is not bottling. This is not crumbling. This is just, you know, I mean, you are. It's simple as. it is. No,
0: it's the perspective.
1: He's, no, it is. He's
0: built a cushion. He's built a top four cushion. How about that?
1: And he's and he think about it, he he was comfortably in, in the fourth place last season, right? And in the last few weeks of the season, okay, I, I get it, there were injuries and stuff, but still Arsenal crumbled, right? And Arsenal ended up coming in fifth. Now it looks like the same might happen again. Because remember last season, Arsenal weren't expected to be in the top four, right? And similar to this season, they they were never expected to compete for the title. Let alone be first for this long. I'm just I'm just pointing out a pattern
0: that's that I'm seeing. Okay, I want to look on the the bigger picture in the sense of last season. I think the the prevention solution was was obvious. We didn't act in the winter transfer window. This year we did as much as we could. I just want to ask, what could have been done differently? Like it's not like we noticed anything wrong blatantly wrong that he did as far as decisions went what could he have done
1: like i said i would have dropped Partey. he he should not be starting right now he should not be anywhere near the lineup right now no chance he should have started and i can see why he started him because obviously he has his faith in him he's he's done well but it's backfired against him he should have listened to me he should not have started
0: Partey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it look like we need you as an assistant manager. As <laughs> as- <laughs> yeah, for <real. laughs> nah, for real, though. But my question, no, I mean, you've heard my answer on it. Can Arsenal, or is it over? Is it over for Arsenal?
1: No, no, certainly not. And I, I think if I were you, what, what would give me hope is that when Arsenal seem to be under immense pressure, like they are now. Like I mean, there were two goals down and they they fought back to at least salvage a point, right? And throughout the season, Arsenal have shown that they can go to tough places and win. So ironically enough, I know most people are going to be down and out on Arsenal, going to the Etihad, but maybe this is what you needed to actually get a win at the Etihad. Because I'm feeling, if you're going in there with an eight-point cushion like you were supposed to, expectedly so then maybe you would not have performed to the level that it would require to get a win. But now, your back's against the wall. You have to do something. And so far this season, Arsenal have shown that when their backs are against the wall,
0: they've done well. Yeah, that's a good point still. So you feel like maybe that these poor results in the last few matches is giving us the motivation and the push to get over the line against City?
1: Right, I'm, I'm not saying it will, but it can be. That's why I don't think it's over yet, like most people are making it out to be. It's definitely not over. I know you haven't won at the Etihad since 2015, but it, it's it's a it's a different story. I mean, Arsenal dominated Liverpool in the first 30 minutes, right? So, I mean, again, it's going to come down to their mentality. I think Arsenal got a bit complacent in the last two games. That's the only thing I can think of that can explain this this kind of run of results. So, if you can get that out of the way, I mean, there's no, there should be no complacency
0: in the team right now. Yeah, this is the worst time to have it. And, yeah, that match against City is basically, like we said before, this time more than ever, going to decide the title, really and truly. It's the final. It's the final for us. Yeah. And for them, to be honest.
1: Well, not necessarily for them, but, yes. Whoever wins this probably goes on to win the title.
0: Yeah, And a team that was challenging them last year and has been challenging them in recent years, Liverpool, they scraped away with a 3-2 victory over Nottingham Forest. We were expecting a bit more comfort in this one, but it wasn't the case. However, they did still come out with the three points. How do you think Liverpool played in this one?
1: I mean, they half them puffed, but they got an early goal in the, in the second half, which was great until... They met a human, uh, I don't know, a, a ball thrower machine. I mean, the guy has no run-up to throw the ball and he just he can just throw it into the penalty box like that. I mean, we we've seen it before, right, with um Rory Delap. He was a bit more accurate, but he needed to do all that run-up to get to that stage. But yeah, I mean, Forrest caused havoc with the with the throw-ins, and that's how they scored the the second goal especially. But, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it was always going to be a Liverpool win, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Mo Salah at them again, as he has been. Is he cementing himself as a legend in Liverpool folklore? I mean, yeah, 100%.
1: The guy has scored the most left-footed goals, not just Liverpool, for Liverpool, but in the Premier League history.
0: So, beyond that,
1: the guys are yes. The guys a Premier League legend.
0: yeah here is telling me Mo Salah is a Premier League legend.
1: I mean, look at the amount of goals that he scored in that short period of a time. If if had he scored that that thirty two goals and and dipped and faded out, I would never have called him this. And it, it hurts to, to say because he's a he's obviously playing for for Liverpool, but he he is a legend, not just for Liverpool but for the Premier League.
0: Wow, well, very interesting. So. Would you say that it was the correct decision to keep Salah over Mane?
1: Well, it is hindsight, right? But
0: I think at the time
1: we said Mane relies a bit more on his, his physicality than in his speed. But yes, I think it was always going to be Salah over Mane because of his, his goals. You know, goals are, are the most difficult things to do. To score is the most difficult thing in, in football.
0: Right, and as we say, you, you really can't argue with goals. Speaking of goals, a lot of goals <laughs> at Saint James's Park within the first twenty minutes of the match, it was five nil to Newcastle. Wow. First time,
1: first time that's ever happened in the Premier League.
0: I was honestly, let me tell you, before the game started, I was expecting a close match. This I was not a, when they went top five, I was like, How bad can this get? I was fearing for, well, not really fearing because I wanted to see the (laughs) the demolishment happen, but I was expecting like a bad one, like eight or something, eight or nine.
1: Well, to be honest, it was a a matter of everything going in for for Newcastle in the beginning. And I mean, was there ever any doubt that Newcastle were going to start in that fashion, you know, on the front foot, high energy, high intensity? And I mean, I certainly didn't think it would score five goals from that. I think there was a bit of luck involved in that. Of course, when you score five with what, six shots, there has to be a bit of luck in that. But I just think it's a... It was a bit of a failed plan from Tottenham.
0: Yeah, they had to make a change like, through through midway through the first half, I think, with um the, the, the man who you mentioned was booed the last match out, Davinson Sanchez. He came on for Sar and... I want to know I mean was he that bad or or was it just a whole collective issue for Tottenham because I feel like I feel like Sanchez is his introduction into the game yes he added a bit more solidity maybe but Newcastle were just still coming at them
1: well the thing with Tottenham is they've played a back four for the first time I believe this season I know the fans have been calling to play 433 and they did but not with the personnel that they have. I think it was a bit forced. Um, he, the manager the, or the interim manager, didn't want to play Sanchez. Obviously, from uh, after the last game, he put Dyer and Romero in the center half position and left back Perisic. I mean, that's criminal. The guy's a wing back, let alone a he's he's more of a winger than even a wing back. Yeah, that's what
0: I was about to say. He's to me, I've always seen him as a winger, makeshift wing back. Right.
1: I mean, he has a physicality to be a a wing back because of his that offers a bit of a stability in his defensive abilities, but no, not in the back four. And on the right hand side, Pedro Porro as well. He's more of a he's a he's a bit more of a traditional defender, but he's also more suited to a wing back role, right? So just wrong I mean, you cannot put the wrong personnel in in a whole new system for the first time for such a crucial match.
0: Yeah, it's like square pegs in a round hole type of thing. They just, right. they there just seems like a big imbalance. The team is not connecting at all. They're not gelling. I don't think they understand what's going on. Newcastle, that Joy Linton goal, I think, highlighted a, every aspect of it. The ball just, well, it was. I think Trippier played this long ball over the top. Romero in no man's land. Pedro Poro is lost, and Joy Linton just takes it on with a sweet touch. Rounds the Easy, calm, finish. They're all over the place. All ball
1: watching. I mean, ask me about the difference between Newcastle and Tottenham. It's night and day.
0: Seriously. Like, wow. I mean, is that certified then? Are Newcastle going to make the top four after this result?
1: Well, I can tell you this one thing. I know you are sweating going to St. James's Park. Because every team that's been going there right now is getting thrashed.
0: Yeah, so at the moment, I mean, as much as I would not want to see that happen to us, I think Newcastle have made a statement for their top four hopes.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, at this point, it'll be very hard-pressed to say they're not the favorites even, you know, to come third above us. And Tottenham, wow. To be honest, I I don't enjoy this result as much as I, I could be enjoying it just because they're playing us next. I mean, you know what happens, right? When when a team gets thrashed 6-1, we have to respond the next game. And oftentimes, they they do put in an inspired performance. Whether that turns into a result, we'll see on Thursday. But I'm a bit worried, you know, coming off a of 6-1, this is not the time I want to be facing Tottenham. I wish they were playing Liverpool at Anfield. And then they're playing, or, or maybe not, because they, they could still get thrashed at Anfield again, maybe.
0: But... <laughs> Yeah, you never really know with Tottenham. But they are playing you guys off the back of a nil all against Brighton in the FA Cup semi final after a full 90, then the extra time, then the penalties all the way into sudden death. So you guys must be feeling the fatigue for that one.
1: Hey, at least we have three days to rest for it. Um, <laughs> so, it, I mean, almost but the five subs are, are big and going to extra time it's um it, it's a whole new team almost half of them is new right if you go into extra time and five out of the 11 players are stopped out but I, I think I've changed my mind now I, I don't care I don't care if City win the league I don't need you guys to stop them because we're going to be the ones to stop the triple at, at the at Wembley
0: yeah we'll see about that but but they could be stopped here this Wednesday when they post Arsenal at the Etihad Maybe we can get a little bit into that one. Do you think? I know you say it's not over, but do you think there's really a chance here for Arsenal? Or better, I ask, what do Arsenal have to do to beat City at the Etihad?
1: They have to score four because they're going to concede three, if not four or five.
0: So it's just about outscoring them?
1: Yeah, simple as. I mean, you only as good as your worst player, right? You look at the squad, the players. And I think Fabio Vieira, he's not going to play against City because he was, I think, Jacques was just being rested. But I mean, you have to look at Holden, right? He's He's been the weak link. And I think the first goal uh, for Southampton, there was a pass open from Ramsdale to Holden. And I don't know if he would have played it if that was Saliba or if Ramsdale was hell bent on playing out, uh, just disregarding and just breaking that first line of press but from Southampton. But I just, I just feel that if Saliba was there, I mean, we don't even need to talk about his defensive capabilities, but just also having the composure on the ball, I mean, that's what Saliba has shown, right? It's time and time again. So I just... Yeah, I just... I mean, I know you picked him up a few weeks ago, but ever since then, he's been a bit shaky.
0: No, I, I still disagree with that, actually, because I don't think Rob holding himself was mainly at fault for any of the goals that Arsenal have conceded at all since that, those three matches that he came in. But I will say, and to your point as well about Ramsdale not playing him, I actually think holding has more technical ability on the ball than Saliba. But the difference where I say Saliba is better than holding or where he offers more than holding is my, my friend put it in a perfect way, actually. They said it's his ability to put out fires that's a beautiful way to put it because he just calms the storm and relieves the pressure onto the team and i don't quite think holding has that capability but i don't think holding has been necessarily playing badly over these games well i'm not saying
1: he's playing badly i'm just all i'm saying is there's one less person that you can rely on when arteta's team is built on a such fundamental where you need stability at the back, right? And j- just haven't been able to have that without Saliba. And I get it; it's a big shoe to fill. It's of course, it is one of the best that in this past two or three years.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, and I don't. And I think Ramsey has been trying that ball through the midfield many times. He tried it a few times even after in the Southampton match. Yeah. So, but I mean, as far as that, you know, that holding talk. I'm really just concerned about that physical battle with Haaland. I think if they get into a battle one-on-one and Haaland sticks on him and the ball comes up to where they're having a duel, that is where I am concerned. I think he's going to bully him.
1: Well, to be honest, the, his partner is not
0: that strong
1: either. We we saw it in the reverse fixture. Haaland got Gabriel sent off, if I remember correctly. It was reversed because Haaland was offside. But, I mean, in a physical battle... Neither Gabriel nor Holden are really a match for Holland.
0: And I mean, not many people are matches for Holland, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the man's bulldozing through the Premier League right now. So hopefully we can we can keep him as quiet as possible, I should say.
1: One thing to point out though Pep Guardiola took him off last game against Leicester. And that was more in preparation for the Champions League. But Holland is now on thirty-two, tied with Mo Salah for the record Premier League goals. Perhaps saving him for uh, to make history against Arsenal.
0: Nah, I'm going to have to wait for that one. I'm going to have to wait to the following week after that. Okay. Or or maybe he just don't score again for the rest of the season, and he doesn't break the record. How about that? And then Arsenal <laughs> win the league. How about that?
1: Yeah, a better chance of um. I don't know. I was trying to think of a good comeback line, but I was only well, the only thing I could think of was Holden and Gabriel's hairline. And but the, the both of the hairlines are back, so it wouldn't it wouldn't even make sense.
0: Nah, bro, come on. That's that's comeback at it. That's almost as good a comeback as the as a Southampton match.
1: Fell a bit short, I have to point out.
0: That's all we have time for today. Guys, thanks for tuning in as always. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. Remember to subscribe to leave comments and share with your friends. Follow us on social media at Pun. Don't forget to leave a review, rating, and most importantly, don't forget to turn on those notifications. Join us again next time as we discuss the highly anticipated upcoming Premier League action. Thanks again as always. See you then.